see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. What tweet did you get, Judy? Say it into the mic. I got a kill me now tweet saying the person's not listening because you interrupt. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, I see him a lot. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Uh, do you see the tweets, though, where people are like, oh, my God, Hennessy, I wouldn't be able to listen to the show if you weren't on it? That's so not true. That, yes, it is. Not that. All right. I have a folder of them. Can we save this? I have a folder of them that I look at when I'm feeling low. We're going to say, don't don't talk yet. Are we recording? Okay. Uh, You know, welcome to Call Me Now. We're in a, uh, well, first of all, we're in a whole new studio. We're now with Adlard. Like, we're so excited. This is like the greatest. Stephanie's here. Hi, Steph. What's up, Stephanie? Stephanie works at Adlard. So we moved. We're outside of um, Play.Shit. Oh, thank Um, God. Radio.com.shitty.crappy. So here we are at Ad Large. I'm so excited. It's like, it's new. Stephanie's really cool. The we have ener- the best guest the to start off good. in our fir- our new studio. Um, and Hennessy and I were just um, discussing that I got this tweet today. Um that says and it's like nasty like people are nasty right just about and we've had this discussion that Hennessy tends to interrupt a little bit uh, and usually goes on a tangent where I don't want to go okay so someone said I made a joke and someone said I hope you're serious about getting a new (laughs) co-host I simply cannot take him anymore I don't recommend the podcast anymore because of him. It's unbearable. <laughs> At least he used the right pronoun. Yeah, he's really good. He has 13 followers. Matt, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, you know, you're not going to recommend the podcast. Um, but I like Hennessy. I mean, I, that made me want to vomit in my mouth. But, you know, I think we're a good team. That's so, the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Go fuck yourself, Matt. Take care. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> So here we are, Ad Large. Anything else I need to say about Ad Large? Just that they're great stuff. That they're the all of the good things. Bomb? All right, they're the bomb. I'm gonna write a song about Ad Large. And we're gonna and they're actually. I had this theme song that I wanted, and they're actually looking into. You know, I think we might be able to use my theme song. Oh, thank God! My theme song, the which is yeah, it's um, raindrops keep falling on my head in Yiddish, and it's <laughs> hilarious. Stephanie, cannot wait. Are you right. an alto or a soprano? I'm an alto. Oh, Me too. Done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm writing a duet. All right, so we're done. I got to talk to our guest. Um, okay. How do I raise my? Oh, here, right here. Okay, now I can hear myself a little better. Welcome to our our. It's like a new podcast here at at um, Ad Large. I am so excited about our guest because you know I feel old. You know I've been feeling. All right, so here's the deal. Lately, um. You know, this week has been um, a little trying in the career area because I have been to, I mean, and I'm used to this, you know, you're young, our guest is young, uh, but I have been told I don't fit the algorithm um, and your mom's here and she's nodding, which is making me very happy. I don't feel fit the algorithm um, <laughs> to get a, a special a comedy special on Netflix. Um, what does that mean? Yes, thank you. That is the voice of the incredible, the future of us, the 
I, the present. I, I, I just us. the present and the future. Ruby Carp is here, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> and her mom. And my mom is here too. Marcel Carp. Uh, where's the Jubel? Um, uh, Ruby and Marcel are here. This is our Jubel. Anything remotely Jewish, we ring the bell. Oh, okay, awesome. we're both Jewish. Okay, there we go. So, um, Ruby, I was told um, today. You know, not today. Two days ago that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting right now, and I know that this is a common uh, thing that I'm uh, trying not to do, but um, did you get your notes? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. They're, they're not in front of you, so I was just wondering. Well, they're not printed out, but they're oh, on my phone. I, I have them printed out. Should I go and get them while you... Yeah, thanks I'll, a lot I'll for interrupting. Right Matt, I hear you. Matt, I hear you. Okay. It's all fine. Right. It's fine. I just Matt, wanted, no, I just sorry, want Matt. a piece of paper. I just all Coming I want. right up. You're leaving? Oh, I was going to go get your notes, but no. <sighs> Just give me a piece of paper. Here you are. I did a lot of research. Done. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so um, so I was told this algorithm. So, you know, I'm a comedian, and my job is to make people laugh. Um, I never, you know, I couldn't be funnier. Uh, as I get older, I get funnier. I get better at what I do. And there's this notion that I did all the work. I did everything right. But unfortunately, and I think it's a lot with people my age. I'm going to assume that Ruby's. You can speak my mom as has well. Dealt with a lot of ageism, yeah. and yet I don't feel old. I don't think old. I don't act old. I. That's for sure. Um. Shut up. I. Also, um, laughter has no demographic. No. So. As a young feminist, now you're you are um, you're you're an author, mm-hmm. um, you're a comedian, you're a satirist, you're you're an all around amazing. You, who's going to Emerson College? Where I wanted to go. I am. I'm going for comedy. You are. They have a comedy. I'm uh, getting a BFA in comedy. Oh my god! Can you believe it? Yeah. That my parents wouldn't let me. It's all about me. My parents wouldn't let me go there because <laughs> I had to go to Rutgers because it was two thousand dollars a semester. Um, yeah. Well, Emerson's ridiculously I know. expensive. I know. Mom, are you excited about that? No, I'm very sad. Oh, she's very sad. You're well, sad about her leaving. No, no, I'm not sad about. You're sad about the. Money. Yeah. Oh. No, she doesn't care about the fact that I'm leaving. Here. So, um, uh, no, because then I'll talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like when you talk. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were going to come. All right. So, Ruby, you grew up in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom was also born in New York City. Yeah. Um, did you grow up in New York City as in well? In Queens. Okay. I, I haven't in heard Hillcrest. of that. No, I've never heard of that. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, you'll hear the accent real yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, and, so and you come by this feminism that you, uh, have been sort of identifying with since, I, I mean, since birth. Well, my mom left a feminism magazine right. to raise me. So you think like, it's not like she leaves bust and she's like, all right, I have feminism's over. I don't right. care about it anymore. Like I was raised in a feminist household, which means from the second I was born, I was. How do you, how do you describe uh, you know, because I, I think my, you know, I'm a lesbian and um, my kids, I have two straight sons, unfortunately, who um, <laughs> you ha- did your best, are, who have been raised by lesbians, lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. And, um, you know, I feel like I want them to be feminists. And yet 
and I think they are to a certain degree, but how, what do you, what about your growing up? Um, because the notion that your mother would leave to raise a child is unfeminist, is completely anti-feminist. But is it because she's bringing a, a woman, a strong woman into the world? I think that's the most feminist thing Agreed. we can do. And also, my mom was raising me on her own, so right. she really didn't have a choice. Right. No, I'm just saying in the world of, you know, mm-hmm. in the world of our patriarchy, you know, yeah. a woman leaving her job is yeah. anti-feminism. Uh, All right. So. Well, it's anti-corporate. Right. It's anti-corporate. So you, so your mom started, basically started this magazine bust. Mm-hmm. With another person. With, right. And, ba- uh, and it's really about third wave feminism. Can you explain third wave feminism? Ruby Carp. Uh, yeah, so basically, my mom, like, okay, so what my mom did was, I think, mom, correct me if I'm getting this wrong, in the 90s, the best time. God, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, (laughs) my mom's generation of women were looking for something to basically seek refuge in that was empowering women in their sexualities, in Mm -hmm. their bodies, reminding women that all women are equal, like all women, not just white women. And really, uh, I think it was what my mom did was she started a magazine that did all of that and was one of the first things that allowed women to have a place where sex was really empowered and feminism was empowered and talking about things that you normally wouldn't talk about was encouraged and it became bust which is like what it is now right. which my mom is no longer a part of but she initially started um impressive uh do you have a relationship with your father no no do you feel n- n- my kids don't have a dad um do you feel that that has affected you in any i i don't know i think it's like it's interesting because i go to i go to a, th- a theater school so you know a lot of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, and you know, a lot of, I've had a lot of different teachers and different teachers use different methods. One of the methods is Meisner, which is right. a, basically a technique that's just like. No just, method. Yeah. It, it's like destroy your emotional self right. to your core. Just like destroy yourself and then act. Um, so I had a teacher who made me talk about a lot of stuff that I was just like. Really, I hate that shit. Yeah, and I was. Like, I, I am so do that, this. No, like I yeah. am sick of acting teachers. That's annoying. You know, like doing that to people. Yeah. No, it's, it's like horrible. you don't. You don't. No, I don't want to do this. I'm it's also, so weird and yeah. so no boundaries. Self indulgent. I know. Also. It was also it's like, and it's a power year. thing. Yeah, it's a power thing. Like I know this about you. Yeah. You, you actually. She would yeah. use information against me. Initially. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and it was also Ugh. freshman year that I had this teacher, so it was me and a bunch of kids at I LaGuardia. Did. Oh yeah. So it was me and a bunch. No of No way. Oh yeah. So it was me and a bunch of kids I didn't know. Is she just, still there, the teacher? Yeah, just sharing our secrets, and it was just like I no. wasn't comfortable with this. But did you say anything to the? No, I mean, well, that's that's what happens. That's right. like that's how the program works. Right, right, okay. Um, but I mean, no, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, I think it definitely makes me like not trust men, but I don't trust men as it is. So. Right. Do you think that that is just a result of you know? Is it 
you've had men in your life. Yeah. You know? No, and the thing is, the men I do have that raised me are phenomenal men. Like, they are amazing, amazing men. Right. So it's not like I had this, like, lack of male guidance in my life because I had my mom and then I had, like, a village of her friends that helped. I mean, it does take a village. I mean, it is is the best way. I mean, you... you're around all different kinds of people. And as humans, we're, we're grew up in tribes. We're meant to be in tribes, to be raised by tribes. Yeah. Lachaim. Uh, I'm a member of the tribe, by the way. Good night, folks. Um, so, growing up, um, what was the, when was the first time you performed? Uh, like, I performed or was on stage? Um, let's do on stage. Because we, you know, as a performer, I've been performing since, you know. My mom held yeah. me in her arms when I was a baby when she did ASCAT in yeah. like 2000. Really? Judy yeah. did ASCAT? I did ASCAT. I, did ASCAT. I was in the vagina monologues. Uh, That's awesome. When I was pregnant and um, I was the angry vagina. <laughs> and... Um, and I was, and after the production, they told me I was the angriest vagina they'd ever had. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is true, by the way. So I would do that monologue, which was like, yeah, <coughs> crazy. That's so Array funny. with the coughing. I'm sorry, I was and, laughing hard. I and um, and my and Ben, my son, was in my belly, and like he would be sleeping the whole thing, and then I did the the angry vagina and kicked me the whole rest of the the show it was like so funny um okay so you, so you're a performer mom no she's not she so basically the reason why she would do monologues at ASCAT was because there was no one else to do monologue this was before UCB was a big right. institution this was when this is, we're talking about Upright Citizens Upright Brigade. Citizens Brigade yeah. yeah and this is this is when UCB had like just started it was at the old old theater that was like not at all a, like a big thing right it was gross like, yeah right, was no there, one yeah. yeah no one like cared about it it wasn't like what it is now who were the people there um I think the original four, am I wrong? No. Yeah, the original four. Um, uh, oh, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts. They're not successful Horatio. at all. <laughs> huh? Horatio oh, Horatio Sands. I love Horatio. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, is I such a Horatio. nice guy. Yeah. Great guy. He did her show with her in LA. It was so fun. Me and Horatio co-hosted my show when I did it in LA, and it was just so fun. Oh, my God. He's the best. We just like, yeah, it was I'm so great. I'm trying to get him on this. He's um, so cute. I, I know. It was like when Tina used to do it. And yeah. Trash it and, was before yeah. all of that generation of right. comedians got big. So right. it, they had no one to do monologues and they were like, oh, Marcel, like, you're cool. You have right. some stories to tell. Do some monologues. And what was the monologue that she did when she was holding you in her arms? Uh, you know, I don't really remember because I it. was a few months old. Right. But <laughs> I don't need your attitude. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but if I could remember, I would tell you. Um, okay. So you uh, also did a TED Talk. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Can I you, yeah, um, yeah. So when I was, I mean, in, you know, look, TED Talk is major. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very interesting. It was an interesting experience because I was in eighth grade at the time, mm-hmm. so I 
I didn't really know what a TED Talk was right. when I got asked to do it, so I didn't really know what a TED Talk consisted of. Now I watch TED Talks all the time in all of my different classes and school and stuff, and looking back, there's a lot of things I would have done differently, but I did my TED Talk about feminism and why you should be a feminist, which I still obviously support very right, much. Right, right. Um, my speaking skill, my public speaking skills weren't the best, but mm-hmm. you know, we live and we learn. Uh, I try. Oh my God. I can't with the confidence. It's amazing. I love you. Go ahead. <laughs> but like, it's weird. I'll be at like parties in high school and people will like pull up my TED talk and be like, uh, look, it's your TED talk. And I'll be like, why? Oh God. Thank you. you know what? I hate. First of all, I fucking hated high school. Yeah, okay. I hate high school. Um, eighth grade sucked. Everything sucked. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just like, like I got bullied a lot, but I was, but I think like, thank God I wasn't, it wasn't now when they could bully you on, on the, the internet. internet. Oh, like yeah. it was like, at least I could go to my room and yeah. like listen your, to Barbara Streisand. Your son, the school your son goes to, yeah. there's a group of boys there in my grade who I, almost all my best friends go to Beacon mm-hmm. and, um, I, this my one of my friends one day was sitting in the hallway sent me a photo of a group of boys with the caption these boys are watching your comedy and laughing at you and like making fun of you and it was like a photo of like a group of boys like sitting in a circle just like what like looking at a phone and I was like are you kidding me? Well first of all uh, that's how uh, God, they probably all have a crush on you and they're yeah. all fucking No they're jealous ridiculous. and my mother used to say this and they're, they're jealous. jealous they're jealous they're jealous yeah. they don't have the fucking yeah. balls to do what you do and or to talk to you and also this friend is an asshole for even telling you that yeah well i'm done with her yeah i feel like i is she jewish she is jewish okay (laughs) i just wanted to know just for the bell but that's so fucking i know it's it's so stupid and it's so just like rude and yeah that's welcome to high school oh i know and ben my son who goes there is like well he's so in his own basketball land but he said you know, no one bullies anyone. You know, well, it's it's interesting because the word bullying now has a very different gen, de, uh, definition for right, my generation. Right, right. Because bullying is not like I'm throwing you in a trash can. Bullying right. is like I'm gonna block you on social media and then like post about you, like, right. Without you really knowing, right. Ugh, it's so it's fucking. It's I hate more, social media. Yeah, it's a lot more like catty and like backstab. Do you remember? Well, you probably don't. Do you remember life without social media? I do. I only got social media in like seventh grade. Okay. So, so I, I, because my middle school started in fifth grade. Where'd you go to middle school? Center school. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I, I know a lot school. of kids that went to center school. Yeah. I really, really, really yeah. loved middle school. Yeah. Um, who do you know that went to center school? Um, well, a lot of some Ben's, some of Ben's friends. I know because center school is so small. I know everyone yeah. went there. Um, all right, I gotta think. Yeah, well, we'll, he we'll, went to um, Booker T. He went oh, to Delta. Oh my God, <laughs> we will talk. Um, I have some <laughs> stories about <laughs> Booker T kids. Um, uh, but, but like, a lot of my son. Yeah. a lot of what middle school was for me was like it was. Such, I went to a very small middle school. It was right. like two hundred kids in the whole school, so right. everyone knew each other very well. So beginning of middle school for me was very just like pure. Not really on my phone that much. I would text my friends, but that was really the extent How of it. How old were you when you got a phone? Oh, I, well, I, because my mom raised me alone, I had to get a phone at a young age so that my mom could, like... Because I started walking I, home by myself at look, a really young age. How old? Mm-hmm. I think seven, eight. 
sixth grade. No, that's not true. You yes. would call. Then We're going to go with mom on this. Why did, I get, right. why did I get a phone when I was like five then? Because when uh, your dad came to visit, I got you one of those Mego phones. So you had four numbers. Yeah, I got a phone that I could call four people with. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. That's yeah. Really no, good. but, you know, we aren't. I'm divorced, and we had to give the kids a phone. Yeah, you know, because I was like, "Where the well, fuck?" Especially are, you know? in New York City, mm-hmm. it's like it sounds alarming when you say I got a phone when I was five, but like if you live in New York, it's, right, it's a little different. It was first grade. It was first grade when I got you that because yeah. he came and you were like, "What if I need to reach you?" And so I got you that Migo. Yeah, yeah. So that was when I really first started using phone, but I didn't really start being on my phone all the time until seventh grade. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Okay, so um, were you bought mitzvahed? I was bought mitzvahed. Yes. Jeez. Where? Uh, the Bowery Hotel. Wow, Mom. I know it was the more money than we needed to spend on anything ever. Really, but did you, is it, was it memorable? Yeah, I'm glad I did. Mom, it. Are, do you feel good that you did it? My parents were so happy. All right, all right. Yeah, no, I'm happy. <laughs> I, that was really the biggest reason we did it. Um, right, but I spent so much of the party just taking photos with people, barely getting to like enjoy it. it H- so hello, <laughs> that's you're what, the star. That's hello, that's what happens. You were a, you were working. I know. That's right. Um, okay, so. 
what are the I really want to know like the hands-on way your mom taught you about feminism. So, like starting from the beginning, mm-hmm. like at dinner, like with yeah, the hands-on mm-hmm. um because a lot of kids you know, look, I'm liberal, I'm a lezzy, um I'm a very outspoken LGBTQRSTUVXYZ person. I am very outspoken about marriage equality mm-hmm. and you know, and my kids make fun of me. Um <laughs> And usually, sometimes kids rebel against that. Mm-hmm. You know, like my older son will always like, yeah, I think I'm going to vote Republican. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're not, you know, just to annoy me. But the fact that you didn't rebel, like, how was it presented to you? Well, feminism, well, I learned what feminism was literally when I was like four or five. Right. So, and feminism to me, because I was just being raised by my mom, who was my superhero, was just like, women can do anything men can do. And I was right. like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Why wouldn't they be able to? Like, that's so... Because I had seen my mom doing everything a man couldn't do. Right. Because my dad literally couldn't do it. So right. he, like, left. So right. I was like, yeah, of course women are, like, just as equal, if not better than <laughs> men. Like, what are you talking about? And then, And then, basically... It started getting more technical, being like, okay, so that's the idea of it, but it's called feminism. So then, when I was in kindergarten, I made my mom and I made this like little PowerPoint booklet of like, this is what feminism is. If I can do the monkey ring, so can a boy. And right. here are some women who are gr- huge feminists who have helped feminism. Right. And that just my whole life was just kind of not a question. So it wasn't so much that it was like, this is what feminism is and you are a feminist. It was more just like, it seemed like it was common knowledge. I didn't realize right. that it was Right, you got, it's so, it's so interesting when yeah. you're so innocent and then you go out in the world and you go, oh my God, there's fucking assholes here. Yeah. Oh my well, God, the world the is filled with fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah, well, I also, I do have a very, like, naive perspective on life just because I'm very, very, like, I'm very hopeful. I'm very, like, I, I like, always give people a chance. Like, I, very, I like, like to have faith in people. Mm-hmm. So when it came to something like feminism, I was like, well, why would people not agree with this? Like, why wouldn't someone want that? And then, obviously, you know, I got older and I realized, like, what kind of people existed in the world who disagreed with that. But... As I got older, of course, the definition of feminism and things in feminism and the world of equality started changing for me. But it always has been that same definition that I had when I was five, which was men and women are of equal value. Right. Period. Like like my kids who were like, I don't understand why you can't get married. You know, it's like, like, why why is our family different? You know. Uh, which is why you're going to change the world. Did you ever have any pushback from um, teachers or? Yes, actually, I did. Um, when I was in, I think, either fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. I was in a class that was about women's suffrage. And I was like talking about it with one of my teachers. And I was like, this class is so interesting. I love it so much. Like I was talking about what I was learning. And my, and my teacher goes, all right, Ruby, but just make sure you don't become one of those crazy aggressive feminists you know men don't like girls who are really aggressive this is sixth grade this is sixth grade at center school yeah a woman it's always a woman yeah she said to me men don't like you know be careful with that word being a feminist she's just she drank the kool-aid okay so 
what did you do with that information? I mean, I told my mom and we laughed. That's it? You didn't say... Like, my mother would have been at the school... Because this is how annoying she was. Well, I, my mom, you know. I was, I'm, since I've been a feminist, like, I was a feminist for my whole, for 12 years at that right. point. So it wasn't like, not that one comment from my teacher who I didn't even like wasn't going to change my opinion right. of who I knew I was. Right. Um, have you ever had your heart broken? <laughs> yes. And how old? At what There's age? There's an entire chapter in my book about I it. I love this mm-hmm. book. I, I want to, um, I want to just full on the longest and my favorite chapter in the book <laughs> is the heartbreak chapter. Uh, this the book is called Earth Hates Me: True Confessions from a Teenage Girl, um, and there's a quote on it from Amy Poehler, and the photo's great. I love it. Um, okay, so what? All right, so here's my thing with feminism right now. Okay. As a comedian, mm-hmm. I have always been a feminist because I have just gone up there and done what I do and not, no one's told me, I mean, I've been told, you know, you're too this, you're too that, you're too this, you're too that. Um, but I always just went on stage um, as me. Yeah. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself, yeah. basically. Now, these, we have a lot of young um women who are doing stand-up and they're feminists. And to, I feel like to them, feminism is being able to talk like a guy. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And or acting like a butch. Or like no, no, not acting butch. That's um, I, uh, they're very feminine. They're dressed up sexy and everything. I'm talking about talking about because every guy comic when I was start, oh my wife, you know, is like, hey, hey what are you on your period? Oh, get me a beer, you fucking bitch. You know, yeah. Um, it's them doing that, like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking this guy, and blah 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 blah. I guess like, that's what I mean by acting butch, like the the what's considered masculinity. Yeah, you know, or, se- which right. is anything sexual. But I think it's more shocking. I mean, it's like shock humor as opposed to funny. Well, right. I mean, I mean, some. I was I was at a club and someone was doing like this. There was a woman and she was talking about anal. You know, I can't believe I'm saying this with your mother here. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, there's so much to talk about. Um, does it have to be that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of have have been concerned about where feminism is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, because I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's just my sense of humor. I think there's this pressure for two things. One, there's a pressure to... I mean, one of my favorite monologues of all time is in Gone Girl, the cool girl monologue, where she, she starts talking about... How every guy wants a cool girl who is like down to earth and chill and likes video games mm-hmm. and will get you a beer and do whatever you want and all this stuff. And that's what girls idolize and want to be. They want to be the girl that's like laid back and like just like the guys right, right. and all this stuff uh, because they think that that's like what will get guys to like them. Right. And I think there are parallels of that in comedy where it's like I'm telling this joke because it'll make me seem like I'm like cool and like I like I'm talking about sex right like, right listen to me whereas it's like well yeah you can make jokes about sex but also y- the only reason a comedian is funny is because they're a funny person not because of what 
they're talking about. If you're a funny... Right, the subject matter yeah, is yeah. not... You know, you can make... If you're a good comic, you can... You can make anything funny. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's it, it seems... I mean, not that it's a cheap way out, because if you really do have a funny joke about sex, you should tell it, but... It is at what it does at one point become more like I'm just talking about sex now because it's funny and right. Ah, but it's like it's just it's easy. Yeah, you know it's, what I it's mean. Easy humor. What do you um? What do you think? Now women got Trump elected. White <laughs> white women. Yep. Um. What do you think of these? Women who defend him. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, for me, it's infuriating, and I want to fucking like bang there and go. What you must have the lowest self is like. How uh, you can allow a guy to behave like this and then call yourself an evangelical Christian? You know, uh, quote unquote families values bullshit. Like, if you could say anything, like I, I just. What do you think of this? I, I just can't believe there are women like that out there. Yeah, no, you know? I, I can't either. It's hard because I really am a big believer in I don't think that the best way to handle situations like that are by attacking people. Right. Because I think we're in this really weird time of being in a PC culture where Ugh, there's a divide there's a divide between people who want change and really like actually care about making a change in mm-hmm. the world and having conversations that need to happen and then there's the people who want change who think that the way to change the world is by attacking everyone who says the wrong thing and everyone who believes the wrong thing and that there's this right and wrong thing and the truth is everyone has their own views and their own morals and the only way that you're ever going to change someone or influence someone else's mind is if you try and approach them in a calm manner no one's going to respond yeah i mean i have an issue with that because um you know i have a little anger problem Mm -hmm. i get like i get so emotionally involved like i can't fucking do you watch the news no yeah no i like i can't it's so frustrating right but the thing is like I I still just don't believe in attack. Like I I've seen some really horrible videos on YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. I've right. seen like some really horrible videos on YouTube that are just people who it's just like, what are you saying? But the thing is, you might not get to them. You probably won't get to them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what their thought process is. But the only way to help them is to explain to them why Trump is bad and why they are being affected by Trump and why people... Well, it's just... It's not even, like, his policies. No. It's that he's a fucking it's horrible... He's, li- he's a liar. Like, this is why I feel bad. It's like, when I was growing up, you know, the, the president... There was respect. Even if you didn't agree with the the president... You he, respect he, the president. Right. But also, they acted respectful mm-hmm. uh, of the office, of the presidency. I mean, God only knows. I mean, I'm sure, you know, John Kennedy was fucking everyone. You know, like, um, you know. But there was this sort of decorum. There was... Um, they, they, they really... <laughs> they pretended to be adult. But they... They were. They there were traditions that they abided by. You know. No, they were the president. Right. You. <laughs> right. And my, like I am constantly. Si- I don't know if your mom does this, but I sit with my kids. I go, "This is not normal. This is not normal. This yeah. is not normal. This is not like." I am so afraid of ha- the, the how 
much work it's going to take to go back to you know mm-hmm. I mean uh, Ruth Bader ben, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it herself love. she said she goes I don't like I yeah for the country it's just four years but for the Supreme Court it's oh she doesn't even know yeah I she mean, got in trouble said, for saying that too I know it's fucking ridiculous he, that was the worst thing McConnell ever did was block that um, Supreme Court Merrick Garland um, evil what, what were you going to say? I was wondering, because I feel a little bit also at the same time that there's all this terrible, evil, very weird, human, like, embarrassing shit happening. Like, if other worlds are watching us right now, they must be shaking their heads, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel so embarrassed to, like, be American. To be I know. human on this planet at the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, the only comfort I get is knowing that there are other people who feel like this. Yes. And that they're, you know. And they're doing something about it. Right. They're and I'm trying. trying to do something about it, too. But it, the fa- it's like, you know, Sarah Silverman is always saying, you know, we have to, you know, embrace them, you know. Um... Well, may I, along the lines of this, really quickly? <sighs> yes. Just because, I mean, because you, you opened it up. Yeah, for go, me for a go, go, right. go. So, uh, I have to state my case. Um, so, don't you feel, though, at the same time, the Sarah Silvermans and the Ruby Carps and the Judy Golds are, <laughs> all the Jewish women, really. Um, yes. I mean, and there are a lot of, a lot of women, actually. Um, but humans in general there is a little bit of a an awakening happening at the same time as mm-hmm. all this like it almost feels like this trump thing and all of this like weird kkk flare up you know and not just in this country but the war in other countries in syria and everything like in china you know all this fucking suffering happening is it's like the response to people starting to wake up a little bit and make some connections and realize that this is not all there is and maybe we should start questioning more. I think people are also starting to realize that at while all this horrible stuff is happening with Trump, also liberals are really, really voicing their opinions like more than ever. I mean, the Me Too movement, like that was huge. That was such a huge step step for assault like assault cases in general. Mm-hmm. Now we're finally paying attention. And you know, that was just celebrities. Right. Like, right. That was just celeb. Imagine how much is happening in small workplaces, or even. I'm saying. Well, no, I hope. I mean, especially waitresses. I mean, they take so much. I was a toll collector on the New Jersey Turnpike, mm-hmm. and I used to get. I they used to stop me, baby, baby, and I, you know, it was like, oh, okay, you know, like they, I didn't. Whatever. Even, I could see you playing back with them. They're like, oh, hey, <laughs> I could just see you messing with them. Well, the only good thing was like. If they were going to a concert at the Garden State Arts Center, they would give me joints and stuff. That was the only thing. <laughs> That's great. There were there have been, I think, at least three or four teachers at my school in the past two years fired for hitting on students. No fucking way. Yes. I hate yes. people. At, at LaGuardia? Yes. Now, just so uh, everyone they, that's they've listening. Covered up. They've covered all. Okay, so just stuff. so you know about LaGuardia, LaGuardia is the performing arts school that Same was school. in fame. Yeah. I went to music camp and the that's my water. All right. Well, one of these has to be mine. Okay. You, you drank one. my coffee with your fake mustache, and you drank my water. With <laughs> I didn't your drink fake my mustache. fake mustache. Didn't touch it. Which music camp did you go to? Uh, I and went it's to not Hardwick fake. College Music Camp. I went to Frenchwoods. Oh, you did? Yeah. And the, all the teachers from you know in the movie Fame, I was like, I went to see it, and I was like, Oh my god, 
good. They were in my class. And that guy was the, you know, whatever. I love that movie. I fucking love that movie. Um, okay. So, so these teachers, like, yeah. tell me. Um, well, okay. I've been subject of two of them. Um, but so. Really? Yeah. Um, I've had. I'm sorry. I've had incidents with emails where um, I've had male teachers send me really inappropriate like emails. Like what? Give me an um, example. So I go, since since um, at my school we have our majors in the performing arts, my major is drama, mm-hmm. so I study theater, and uh, one of the scenes I did for one of our showcases was a scene from Annie Baker's The Flick, yes. in which she nice. gives a hand job to her scene partner. Well, I think that's inappropriate. Play. Thing, yeah. I mean, no. Mom, I, did you care that she was doing that? It wasn't a. It, it was acting. I, I right. I know it's acting. I know. I know. I know. I know. Sure. Every play but, is about sex and violence. Yeah. Uh, yes. Fully true. Um. And after the scene, one of my teachers emailed me and said, "Great work." And here I thought you were a good girl. Winky face. Ew. And I was like, what a motherfucker. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah. Names. How old? Names. How old? Names. Um, you can't name no him. Names. How old? Um, Just like age. 65. Fuck 65? that guy. I want to know his like name. Like, how long? Will you shut up? I'm sorry. But I'm not. But I'm not. No, right. I'm not. But but uh, how long had he and been? And that's just, that's not even the All right, but how long had he been at the school? Uh, like a couple years. In his sixty, like, this And I was, I was like the third girl that this happened to. So who, who did the, um... Who who was oh, the first one works, to go? He still works at the school. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Um, but he, the other here's mom. Another did you get involved? Um, I was waiting for a third email, and when the if there would have been a third email, I would have gone there and punched him in the box, and you know I would have Lorena bobbitted him. Wow. Was How, worst, what was the second email? The, uh, well, the second email, um, I changed my profile photo on Facebook, and it was a photo of me in a bikini. <laughs> And he emailed me because his girlfriend and I were friends on Facebook. Uh, Wait, his girlfriend? Yeah. How old she? She's also like in her fifties, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and she and he was like, she saw your Facebook profile photo change. She said, "That's unfair. No fifteen-year-old has the right to be that gorgeous and have a body like that." Ew! What I the fuck? Know. You should have written to her and, s- and say, you know, your fucking boyfriend's a fucking. But wait, this is the worst. Okay, the go. worst case. So this is a separate teacher. This is a completely different teacher. Okay, and this teacher is still there. Go. Oh, he's um, so no, this other one was still the, this 65. one that just happened. Sixty-five is he's still there. there. Okay, yeah. who's this one? Um, How old? So this one is like. Oh wait, is sixty-five Jewish? Yes. Gross. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um. So th- this one is thirty-five. We're calling him thirty-five. And is he Jewish? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Mom, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Okay. Well, he's Jewish. What? Do you think mom doesn't think he's Jewish? he's Jewish? He has a generic last name. Oh. Because he has a generic last name. All right. He's not. Well, I'm not going to. He's not going to be Jewish for this. He's not going to be Jewish. Game. Okay. He doesn't deserve it. I was. So my friend, I was a sophomore and my friend, I was this, I was 35's assistant. And um, because I. For what class? For um, tech. Um, I I like doing behind the scenes stuff a lot. So I would help out with like camera work and stuff like that. And uh, he always picked one girl from every grade to be his assistant. So there's a freshman assistant, a sophomore assistant, junior assistant, senior assistant. Why girls? You'll see. Um, so the senior mm-hmm. assistant, before she was about to graduate, pulled me over and was like, Ruby, we need to talk. And I was like, why? And she was like, you need to get away from that man. And I was like, why? And she Wait, was like, is the senior assistant Jewish? Yes. Okay, go um, ahead. So everyone at my school, it's an Upper West Side school. I know, I just um, being an asshole. So <laughs> basically she was like, 
Here's what he does. Freshman year, he, like, trains you. Sophomore year, he gets closer to you. Junior year, when you have classes. So this is a teacher who's really mean, really strict, very, like, very, very, very mean, and very hard to get his validation and attention. Gross. So what he would do is, in classes, in front of, like, the whole class, he'd be like, Ruby, you're so smart. Everyone, you should be as smart as Ruby. So he'd start to get all the kids to hate me and turn against me so that I would be spending all my time after school helping him and working with him so that as junior year and senior year went on, he would start to kind of flirt with me. and Like, give me an example of flirting. Like... So what he did to this girl, this okay. senior girl, was he would, like, wink at her from time to time, and she'd just, like, ignore it, but right. it would, like, be there. And it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. No, of yeah. course. And then right before she <sighs> graduated, he pulled her into his office, like, closed the door, put his leg up on the table, and was like, why must they be in the way? And she was like, my classmates? And he was like, yes. And she was like, of what? And he was like, of us. No! fucking way yeah and then he would like send nudes to girls as soon as they graduate no way is he still there no he got fired yeah like who who um that girl the girl who warned me about it reported him good for her she's my hero Uh, we can't talk about him either no fuck that guy all right that's fine uh, guys sending nudes is never a good idea he what? No matter what. He's in the industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they're he all in the industry. He sent nude pictures of himself? Uh, apparently, yes. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, it's the Me Too dick. movement's amazing, but like, this isn't... This it's is not like, stopping. Pro- yeah. There's also a case of a teacher at your school before your time marrying a girl that had just graduated. No, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. There was a teacher at LaGuardia who married a student? Yeah. yeah. No, there, after she graduated. this is a huge like after huge she graduated problem. high school. Yes. So she and the parents didn't care. I don't know. Okay, what the, is that teacher still there? No. no. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. No, it's a huge problem. Yeah. The first one they couldn't build enough of a case, but the second one. Sixty five. You yeah. Could, yeah. couldn't. Sixty five. We couldn't build enough of a case. He had tenure. Did Did he know that they were trying to build a case? Yes. And that's and then the, the, he stopped talking to me. Good, fuck him. I know. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Um. And all the students know about it, and they all give him shit for it. So like, he got his he got his punishment. Now like all the kids like hate him, and he knows it. Wow. Yeah. And how long was thirty five there before he? He was there for a couple of years. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other ones? Um, I always like online. I always see like these <laughs> these women. You know, mm. it's always women teachers. They always oh, women teachers get with like sixteen year olds. I know it's really oh, you mean in the news and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's and every they, time I go on like it's like twenty three year old teacher gets with right sixteen year olds. Yeah, and, like, and they have just, like Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah, that they're was still sick. together. But it's amazing. What? They're still together. No, they're not. They just got divorced. Ha ha. Yeah. Know. That lasted a while. Yeah, it did. It's, it, do, you th- it's, do you think it's different with older women and younger men than it is with older men and younger women? No, I think either way. It's it like, feels just, more... Just go for someone. <sighs> just go for someone your own age or yeah. just not in high school. It um, feels less invasive if... You know, when it's an older woman and a younger man, it feels yeah. less. It feels well. It feels well, very predatory men, when it's men. It does, it, and it is because they play on like the emotions and they manipulate. And I feel well, like guys are just like okay. But also you. that that women. I mean, this is another part of the feminism that women 
get self-esteem from attention from guys like yes. if you and but the thing is the craziest part about them going for high schoolers is when you're in high school you're the most insecure you will ever be because right. you're just you have, unless you go into show business yeah. afterwards and you have <laughs> yes but you have no self-esteem so these guys who like i said are mean teachers like hard to get their attention they start paying attention to you they tell you you're so smart and amazing and why don't people like you and all this stuff and it makes you think like yeah, like this. Well, especially in a performing arts school, because they know, because they know how to manipulate. Because that's what exactly. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Wow. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just kill me. Now, no, no, Judy no. Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. <laughs> 